Koala Man is an Australian-American animated series streaming on Hulu consisting of eight episodes and starring Michael Cusack, Sarah Snook, Demi Lardner, and a host of other well-known comedians. The show is about a guy named Kevin who dresses up in a koala mask to protect the small town of Dapdow. I watched the full series. Here's our review. Welcome to today's episode. My main gripe going into this, not knowing a thing about the series, except that two minutes in, I could tell it was about another middle-aged dad. That was the center of the show. Just like Family Guy, just like F is for Family. Little just Demon. Just like the, well, Little Demon, it stars a girl. Like, she's the main character. The Great North, American Dad, Modoc, Bob's Burgers, King of the Hill, and now Koala Man. Wow, you, you roped in all of them. Well, I just thought about it for a while, and I was like... You know how in the 90s, there was that whole ditching of the ugly guy, hot wife trope? Actually, yeah. that was like the mid-2000s when they really started getting rid of that. It kind of just transferred over or migrated into cartoons. And so that annoyed me. And I was watching this first couple episodes thinking, like, how many of these are we going to get? You know? Well, the strange thing is that Koala Man, we've like had on our radar for years. We, I thought what that we talked about it. I thought that when we were talking about the Great North, I remember I brought it up there. Like it's been in the background for years. So when I heard that like the actual show is coming out, that's why I wanted you to watch all eight episodes because uh, at least I've known about it for a long time. Yeah. And that was even before I knew that Michael Cusack, the creator of Smiling Friends, even had anything to do with this show. Well, I did watch all eight episodes. And so I told you the first couple ones are setting up kind of a false premise for the series. It starts off, again, with a middle-aged dad, Australian, going through a midlife crisis, putting on a koala mask, calling himself a superhero, warding off uh, meth teenagers from loitering outside of small businesses. And then that's like the beginning of episode one. By episode three, there's a sentient tentacle space monster sending meteors at Earth which happened to be ricocheting off this Ferris wheel into a woman's cooch as she masturbates to her dead husband on top of that Ferris wheel, thus possessing her and leading to the events of the rest of the episode. Wait, so it goes from just this, I don't know how you like King of the Hill type thing, maybe in the first episode. And then it just, it becomes Rick and Morty. It becomes any Justin Roiland show. Like, it just gets crazier and crazier. I, yeah, so I watched the unaired pilot for it. Yeah. And we'll get there. But the thing is, is that that well, I assume episode. The unaired pilot is a lot like the actual pilot. I don't know, because, like, can you give a summary of the first episode? Like, the first in full? episode's called Ben Day, and it starts with Kevin showing off his skills as a non superhero, um, and his family's kind of embarrassed by him. And the town doesn't know who he is. But they also don't like his other alter ego, his regular life, Kevin, because the only thing Kevin is good for, sort of a loser, is that he is the guy who puts his trash cans out first so that everybody else knows when to put their trash cans out. And then one day he forgets or, or he doesn't think he forgot, but his trash cans aren't out there and no one does. No one puts their trash out. And the next thing you know, there's this monster that lives in the garbage field that is now murdering everybody looking for their trash. And by the end of the episode, they spare its life and then they send it off to Hollywood. 
Uh, yeah. So it does sound so, it does sound more like I, like the crazy Rick and Morty stuff when I describe it like that. But it, it it honestly only gets crazy at like the last two minutes. You wanna know what the unaired pilot's plot was? The unaired pilot's plot was uh the place that it works at has a fountain outside and some people put detergent in it and he needs to figure out who put detergent in the fountain. Yeah, for the most <laughs> part, his detective skills aren't great. There's a later on episode where people are smuggling in soda into the high school. And Vicky, his wife, is trying to prevent this. She's trying to Michelle Obama it. She's trying to make that high school really, really clean. But her kids, Liam and Allison, are actually behind the soda smuggling operation. But both Koala Man and Vicky jump in on this idea that they're going to catch whoever these smugglers are, right? Yeah. But Koala Man's idea is to go into the bathrooms and put up cameras. But don't worry, they're only in the stalls under the toilet seat so that when people put <laughs> sit down, you can not only see their face, but also their junk. You know what? That's actually exactly almost like what happens in the pilot because what happens in the pilot is they use the cameras from a nearby store to figure out who put the detergent in the fountain and it ends up being one of the kids. Yeah, but the point it. is Kevin's an idiot. Like that's, he's a lovable idiot. He does do a couple of redeemable things by the end of the series. His family is definitely the hero group. But actually, my favorite character is probably his daughter, Allison. She grows on you because her whole entire series is she's just trying to become the queen bee, right? She has graphed out who is more popular than her, all girls. And slowly but surely, she's not the one who's killing them or sending she's them off to jail. <laughs> yes, plenty of them die plenty of them <laughs> they die creatively like one of or maybe two of them get incinerated one of them gets uh, blow dart to the the stomach or something yeah but she's she's planned it all out and by the end of the series she's actually like reached that level but by then the girl the last girl that she was going to take out the one who was the, the highest one she falls in love with and then she finds out that she's gay and it was like the most organic funny way that i've seen a character <laughs> progress to realize that they are a lesbian Every time I see it in a cartoon, it always feels like the audience is supposed to be like checking a box and that it's done That's on how purpose. it felt like in Velma, yeah. I'm sure in Velma it felt like that. But this, it felt so organic. And I was like, that makes so much sense with how she's been acting this entire time that she is realizing as a 14-year-old that she's into uh, Rosie. And the girl who played Rosie was also really cool because she was played by Ka Catherine O'Doherty. O'Doherty? Sorry, I'm not reading this. I literally, my brain just doesn't know how to pronounce names. Claudia O'Doherty. O'Doherty? O'Doherty? Claudia O'Doherty. I'll go with that. And the big twist there is that she falls in love with Rosie and kind of learns that she doesn't need to be the Queen Bee because the whole point of trying to take over all these girls is that they're all fake and that she wants to like rule and have the power but then she finds out that uh rosie is actually actually an authentic person right until she finds out that rosie is actually a triplet and that two of her siblings <laughs> are evil so she's actually fallen in love with rosie too and rosie too helps her escape when the other two rosies catch her in, in, the, in the finale and then when one of them is shot by a blow dart then the other two die as well Oh, okay. So that's how so they're work. all connected. Yes, it's, it's a it's a hilarious little side story that doesn't involve Kevin whatsoever. The other one, Liam, he finds out that he's like we know throughout the series he has telekinesis and like psycho telekinesis. Right. I read that it does have superpowers. In yeah, that he's show. the only one who actually has superpowers in that family, from what we understand. And by the end, his sister also does something nice for him and lets him go to uh, the U.S. Has been destroyed. So it's just a floating island called Hollywood that goes around. And that's so Hollywood is still fine. But is this before the show? Yeah. So they explain this in episode three. Apparently, um, 
in Australia, they're 15 hours ahead in time, right? Yeah. But they take it to mean that they're actually in the future. So they find out that the Titanic has sunk. But one of the little kids feels really bad about that. So he calls the Titanic up with a telegraph and then warns them that they're going to sink. And because they're able to prevent that, a mummy, I, I forgot what her name is, but like she escapes and then she becomes president of the U.S., and she becomes like a great leader, but then she falls in love with like Gorbachev or something, goes to the moon and it causes chaos. And then the U.S. explodes and she's still up in the moon and then she falls down to Dapto. But then we never see her again. So she's like one of those unknown plots. <laughs> but the real villain of the series we learn in the first episode is the kookaburra. And you immediately can recognize Jermaine Clement's voice yeah. from the kookaburra, right? And they start off, and he, he ends the first episode being like, you thought you didn't take out the bins, but I was the one. Like, he's behind yeah, the right, whole thing okay. that caused Tall Poppy. But then by the second episode, it starts off with the principal of the school, also Jermaine Clement. And it didn't take <laughs> the rocket science scientist to realize what the ending twist of the entire series was going to be, which was that he was the principal. Now, they go a little bit further, and they explain how Kevin and him had a backstory and how Kevin, as a hall monitor, had stopped the kookaburra from being able to go to the bathroom when he was a, a, just a kid. And they used to be best friends. And that had made him called Piss Boy. And because of that, his parents got into an accident, which killed them. And then also his grandma had died. And that had driven him this insane. Sounds... So he didn't pee for 30 years. There's a brush fire in the last episode. Kevin uh, convinces kookaburra to help him out. And he pees all over the brush fire and flies Kevin to safety. This sounds more ludicrous than any episode of Smiling Friends. And I was not expecting that. Yeah. Because I thought it was going to be a lot more tame. Well, I didn't talk to you about some of these other ones, which I don't know how far we'll actually get into. But some of the jokes that I like are the references. His mask, the koala mask, he has two throughout the series. One at the very end. But the first one talks to him all the time like the Green Goblin mask. Yeah, right. But did you hear about Mad Max? matrix harry potter fast and furious i mean fast and furious that episode was clearly making fun of vin diesel the chad character i didn't know i didn't hear about the fast and furious one i did hear mad max because they said that was like one of the influences for one of the episodes um yeah so that would have been the great turkey war or whatever it's called no the great emu war so the great emu war is a real thing and they would do this several times in the series where they would reference real things and then they would tell you to go google them for instance you have uh the great emu war you have knives are illegal in new south Wales. And then the Handies are a really popular game in Australia. So it was like mostly an Australian series. When you say it's Australian-American, it definitely leans Australian. Yes, no, what happened was they made this Australian show, but they were like, we're going to make it for U.S. audiences. That's what the producers said. That's part of the reason why Hugh Jackman even, I think, voiced one of the characters. Yes, and... he, he voiced Big Greg. Yeah, Big, Big Greg. Big Greg is the one who makes the comment about Tall Poppy at the end of the series, sending him to Hollywood. He said, send him to the shithole where we send all our cleaned up junkies. Hollywood. So he's making fun of himself. Well, Don Hernandez and Benji Samet, they th they were like, there's no way we're going to be able to get Hugh Jackman onto it. And then once Hugh Jackman, who had apparently seen some of Michael Cusack's work before, heard that they were making this show and yeah. he was using things like Dapto, which is actually where Michael Cusack is from. He was like, oh, I'm definitely going to do it. He was one of the fastest people to reply to the show being like, yes, I'm going to So, So he's from that, like, uh, like the South Park creators were from South Park. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Also, Big Greg is an interesting character. He plays the jerk boss, but also like the town hero. Aside from Koala Man, he's not exactly a rival, but uh, because he doesn't know about Kevin. Um, but then uh, we find out kind of midway through, we start feeling a little bad for him because we find out about Huge Greg. 
and huge huge greg, huge greg is was big greg's brother back in the day they used to wrangle like animals and then they would do animal testing with them and then uh it's hard to explain but basically they made some mutated serum that would like turn people into animals right and then big greg fell in love with a fish and th <laughs> that was a shape of water reference i'm just realizing now but yeah so he falls in love with the fish but huge greg walks in and sees his brother making out with the fish gets very mad at him and then they have a tackling thing where because they, they're really buff and like larry from spongebob right and <laughs> they like fall out the window and then the place explodes right and with so the, the, the fish, fish is dead <laughs> the fish is dead and big greg's sad and they both break up and go do their own thing right until later on in this later episode then Big Greg finds out at the end of the episode when he's finally upped his brother with something that uh, that Huge Greg had a big secret. Apparently, he the, the fish had never died. It was actually with Huge Greg the whole time and that they, they had staged the plot of its death because they didn't want to hurt Big Greg's feelings <laughs> too much. But at the same time, then they were flaunting it in front of him and he had like a bunch of kids with the fish. It was... Yeah, so Big Greg isn't a bad dude. Even by the end of the series, get this, he knew that uh, Kevin was Koala Man. Wait, what? Does so, Kevin, so there does were a Kevin... lot of like nice little things that they threw in there. He was able to figure it out somewhere along the lines. We don't know where. I know that in Kevin in the unaired pilot, like the place he's working for is supposed to be evil. And that so they don't go with that plot line in the actual show. I mean, Big Greg isn't really a great guy, but he does he doesn't seem super evil either. No. One of the things that surprised me about the show was that with Smiling Friends, they really did cast a lot of kind of YouTubers and people that weren't really known. But here it had a huge cast. You even have Sarah Snook who played Vicky. I mean, she's one of the main people, Sarah Snook, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she she was Shiv Roy, the daughter in Succession. So it's like they had, oh for real yeah they had a ton of different people that they actually got big her time character could not people. be any more different here. Vicky is just like she wants to do more with her life, but she's not like a crazy mom or anything. She's kind of like just wants to take care of her kids. By the end of the series, though, the kids do want to leave Dapdow and leave their parents behind. But, like, the only one who's going to be able to do that is Liam. So you mentioned the Fast and Furious episode. Yeah, that's where Liam gets adopted by Vin Diesel, basically. <laughs> they go to visit a restaurant that's whole bill is that it was, like, the last American restaurant, right? Yeah. And it's run by a guy who looks like Vin Diesel who drives a race car, right? And he adopts, basically, Liam because Koala Man loses to a race to him, right? If you see, so he bangs a race and okay yeah, yeah it was like a road exactly, race yeah this is exactly like fast and furious sure and then by the end of the episode uh this town is celebrating nicole kidman being the queen and who's going to win like the sausage roll contest i think that's that episode but at the same time the the vin diesel character is evil chad is evil and so he has put liam into his car with a bomb in it to like jump up and like slam into uh what's her face uh nicole, nicole kidman, kidman thus causing anarchy and having america take over again but uh that plan is floated because remember what i was saying earlier about the guy who intervened with the titanic thing yeah and so like with the titanic thing with the titanic uh, sinking and so that never happened well he went to time bobby prison his dad sent him to time bobby prison which is basically just like you get in trouble for changing time but he is the old man that we see always frequenting around he's one of kevin's friends and he doesn't want to mess with history again but he still feels like he needs to here because he learns that America takes over Australia. So he calls Kevin up and he says, this is what's about to happen in one minute because he's one minute away in time. 
And uh, then the queen at the end of the episode for helping save her comes down when the time bobbies are about to arrest him again and says, spare him. And so he's spared. And I think the Vin Diesel guy is turned into like a turtle or something. <laughs> he's like shrunken down to a small version of himself. And I forget how that happened. Okay, so overall, like... Oh, a, and then he gets run over by a car. Yeah. Are there any other episodes that you want to describe? There was an episode that's like an Evil Wiggles episode where uh, everybody goes off to music camp, all the kids do, and then Kevin doesn't want to have a talk with his wife about the Koala Man thing that he keeps doing, right? And so it's like a... It's a backflash episode for him where we learn about why he became Koala Man. Apparently, a few years earlier, they had found a koala on the side of the road that they raised, whose name was Mindy. And the only way that Mindy would eat is if, if uh, Kevin wore that koala mask. And so that's, that's why, why it was originally made. Then Kevin felt like they needed to give some tough love to the koala. And so they brought Mindy into the forest and said, now you have to go. And Mindy turned around and started walking back towards them. And then a truck ran over her. And so he feels Jeez. really, really bad about that. And so he's taken that grief in and he said, I will never let anything bad happen to Dapdow. That is my sworn oath to, or sworn oath to Mindy. <laughs> okay, point is he goes into the outback to give his kid a sweater. And then he stops because he sees a sick kangaroo. The kangaroo is actually part of a kind of fight club and they all beat him up and then steal his car and drive off. They, they're very sentient and they can speak. Uh, and you know, like those muscly kangaroos you see in YouTube videos? Yeah. That's the type of kangaroos so, we're dealing yeah, with so here. So, question, because the characters in this show, they're yeah. kind of, they're supposed to be, like, hideous. At least they were on the pilot that I watched. No, a couple of them are, like, completely smiling Freds, like, with the gross boils. But those are the two meth heads. For the most part, the animation is pretty normal in the last episode they go even further smiling friends with it where they go 3d on you anyways so kevin is on his way still walking now with the jacket and he runs into a castle which happens to house the his favorite people from when he was a kid the wiggles but like they're called the tigglies right yeah uh-huh and they look like shockingly young but not as young as they did originally and he's a little suspicious about it but at the same time he's really happy to be around them and when they hear that there's a child musical group nearby they become ecstatic right very suspicious then they trap kevin into a cell and it turns out that they eat these kids to uh keep their youth and then he has to go break out of the cell with his friend and like just kill them all slowly through <laughs> Through, through, there's a lot of stuff that this happens. Is, this point is, is the Tigglies all die. Yeah, okay. So, so far we've talked about the Tall Poppy episode, the Soda episode, the Titanic episode. There's an episode that concentrates on show bags, which in Australia apparently are like pinatas where they just stick a bunch of candy into them and then they sell them for egregious prices. Like they put something on the front uh, that makes it look cool and then they're able to sell it, mark it up for like crazy amounts. And I think that's the episode where um, the town is converted into like a giant dildo that fucks the alien and then it, the alien orgasms so hard that it explodes and then it like leaves earth and then it like swipes left on earth <laughs> and, and uh and then you got the ode to the koala bear which was the tigley's episode you got this handy's episode which was where allison becomes a dingo and she fights in this competition with Big Greg and Huge Greg. So we did talk about that one. The Emu War, which was the one where the emus come back to fight against the humans of Dapdow. And it gets to the end of the episode before Vicky is about to come clean that she accidentally broke the egg that she wasn't supposed to break and caused this whole mess. But then 
Kevin takes the blame for her as Qualaman, and Qualaman is exiled. So then we see a month later, this is the episode, the last episode now, uh, he is stuck because he's finally learned about the kookaburra who, who comes out of the woodwork. And the kookaburra explains he's been responsible for all of it. Everything that's gone bad. And they show how he's like manipulated everything <laughs> up to the point where he also happened to be the one driving the car that ran over Mindy, <laughs> which didn't make sense why? Because Kevin wasn't the Koala Man yet. He was still wearing the Koala Man uh, mask, but he hadn't actually taken up the role yet. So, But then in that hot Christmas episode, because Australia always has a hot Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, Santa accidentally starts a brush fire with his lit cigarette as he's flying over. And uh, and the kookaburra, who wants to be the new um, Koala Man, isn't able to put it out. He makes it worse. And then Kevin escapes whatever island he's on and while the kookaburra has kidnapped his family his son is in a coma his wife is there his daughter allison is fighting with rosies you know the one. yeah right yeah yeah so um that's when they have their big uh meeting and you find out that the kookaburra was his best friend when he was a kid and that's where they team up to uh destroy the wildfire and then it says koala man will return in the future so it's exhausting. I would not recommend binging it. I would say give it an episode or two a day at most. What would you What would you give the series overall? Overall, I'll give it a seven point eight. A seven point eight. I mean, that's pretty high. Sorry, seven point five. I'm tired. <laughs> seven point five. Have you ever heard of the show Fresh Blood? No. It would surprise me if you had. It was an Australian TV series. It was a comedy anthology series, but what they did was they took a ton of TV test pilots and then they just like aired them. And I I think two or three were picked up, including Koala Man. And if you remember correctly, Smiling Friends did kind of the same thing on Cartoon Network, where they just aired a ton of TV pilots during one of their April Fool's Day specials, and that was picked up. So this is the second series in which Michael Cusack has worked on, where a TV series or a TV test pilot was aired, and then in the end it actually ended up being made. Yeah, his comedy is so abstract and a little bit different that... Uh, I am surprised he didn't get like Justin Roiland on top of this and that's how it got turned into a series quicker. No, this was just, yeah, it was just a test pilot. And the test pilot used to be available, I think, on like either Hulu or YouTube or something. You were used to be able to see it, but then I think they stripped it away the second that it was picked up in 2021. Sure. I mean, test pilots, though, have brought a lot of shows out to play. Like um, Final Space was a test pilot. Um, The What's Weird or The Normal Guy. Tim Robbins. The, the Tim Robbins thing that came from a test pilot or, or some form of like shot that he got from a from a TV show. Right. I know that like the anti Donna's people also kind of had a similar thing happen. Uh, do you want me to get into the reviews of the show? Yeah, go ahead. So it has a six point nine on IMDb, seventy one percent, and it's like kind of been just mixed reviews. The cider said to stream it, but the spools on net said that it was like a handful of gag and lines work from voice actors. But really, in the end, it's just disposable. See, I don't feel like they finished the series then. Because by the end, you do feel like you've kind of committed to a journey with these characters. And that the uh, town has grown exponentially in the threats that have come for it. So it's not just 20 minutes of the Qual Man guy walking around trying to fix crime and failing. It's like everybody's got their own side story and it's a crazy random thing. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye.